You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The way station encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay, and please come again. Hello and welcome back to the Way Station. Coming take two. to you live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. take two. We we already did this once, but we're doing it again. Coming to you live from Studio Double D. I'm your host Stephanie, and with me today, hi, is Megan. She's here. All it's good. It's good. <laughs> I love deer in headlights. What do I do? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I don't it, even know. Anymore. Anymore. She froze. Froze I up did. a little bit. <laughs> I would like to say I never freeze, but I, I freeze a lot. Out a lot. Well, so that would have been a lie. And yes. friends don't lie to friends. Or well, Thanks, eleven. <laughs> I can't. Well, now that we're back, I well, know. It's, well, the last two times that uh, the last two shows, um, the last one I was at Blood Bash in Jackson, so I was unable to come into the studio because I didn't get home until. Like eight o'clock that night. Um, <clears throat> it was a day long horror convention that uh, Jason actually came to me or came with me to that one. So he's actually trying to hold his own and try to sell his books, which I'm really proud of him. Uh, he is not with us this week because Megan's here and he was like, ha! he was like, are you going to call me at like four 30 and be like, Megan's not here yet. I need you. And I was like, no, nope. <laughs> I say I'm going to be somewhere nine times out of ten I'll be there unless something actually worthwhile is happening and this is what's worthwhile right now so yay we have Megan yeah, um, and, yeah and the show before that um, I was sick so I couldn't come in and so I haven't done a show in a month other than uh, we did an episode of Tales from the Conside live from Astronomicon uh, that's mine and Dave's uh, sporadic show about um, what happens behind the tables at conventions. It's actually uh, it was a really great first episode. So uh, check that out on Podcast Detroit, which is where you're listening now, or on SoundCloud, or you know, whatever, wherever good fine podcasts are found. Streams, <laughs> streams. Don't cross streams. them though, because oh, that's yeah, how we had to go through a second yes, intro. Exactly why we had to go through a new intro. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. You're the best. Eh, you know, at least you didn't you know break a chair. Like apparently somebody else did at the studio. I saw, you know, this morning I get up and there's a photo of a broken chair sitting outside of the studio. And Dave's like, you know, look, what happened? Like, what the fuck is this? You know, Podcast Detroit is super cool. They do a great job of taking care a of their shows. fantastic job. They take care of their shows and the people who run them. Yeah. So it, it's just kind of screwed up that there are still some people left that aren't taking care of the, the studio picture. yeah they're not get with the picture homeboy so we're just we're looking out for our friends dave and bob everybody who is the show here you know just be cool most of us are yeah those who aren't being cool just be cool yeah and everything will be great or i'll punch you in the throat Ooh. i've been waiting to punch somebody <laughs> megan's got a lot Patiently. of angst um and why don't we get to that we'll start off with this because you have been gone uh, from the show for a little while and yes. why is that because uh, I I think I explained it the well the last time I was here, but I did pick up a second job, which mm-hmm. was taking up most of my time. So I cut back on. I'm sorry, a, few a second things. what? A, a second job. Okay. <laughs> you I gotta like, say it right. I feel like you have to have the right syllabalum fossus. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of. Speaking of jobs. <laughs> um, 
but uh, I picked up a second job, and it's really it was like some things I just t- couldn't do for for a while. Um, I was working basically. I, I've been working myself like crazy. You were working every day, like the last literally time every I day. Talked to you, or well, not the last time I talked to you, but like the last time we hung out, we were trying to make plans to hang out. And you're like, I work every single day for no, the yeah. next seven days. And I was it's, like, oh, it, okay. I, I literally, <laughs> I literally work every day, and if I get a day off. Which is rare. Um, I enjoy the shit out of it by sleeping <laughs> because that's just how tired I've been. Well, and I mean, course. I know, and I know people are like, oh, you know, working all the time. That's, I do that all, but I'm like, I'm not used to that. Um, I was pretty content with working my, um, nine to five kind of. Well, Ish. not really a nine to five. It's more like nine to nine, <laughs> but, um, and I was I was only doing it a couple of days out of the week, Tuesday through Saturday. So I mean, I was used to it. It, it was easy. I mean, I'm not, not to say it was easy, but it was it was it's the it was work. A routine. I mean, all work is work, but yeah, you get yeah. into your routine and you um, do your thing. But now I cut back on days of where I, um, I should say days I work with my career because I consider doing nails my career. Um, I cut back on that and I started. Picking up some hours to do serving, um, just to make a few Making extra that bucks. money. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing. But I told it's, mm, as soon as Tom gets a job back, I'm telling you, I'm quitting. I am quitting. It is on air now, so it, it's official. Well, it, you've almost quit like a couple of times. I've almost quit a hundred times. Well, I've only heard about a couple of them. So <laughs> there are pl- yeah. like every day I go there, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking quit. I'm done. I fucking hate this. <laughs> She's place. in her car throwing shit around, like Sweet. all angry. Oh god. <laughs> I walk in there. I'm going to fucking quit this job. And then I see a couple of people because, you know, you make friends um, where you go. And then I'm like, okay, wait, I can't just leave you guys. I can't really abandon you. And I'm probably – and I'm not saying that a lot of people there don't work because a lot of people there work their asses off and they're there more than I am. Mm-hmm. But when I'm there, I put in work and I do my job. So speaking of work friends – Oh. Tonight, I'm going to meet one of Megan's work friends. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your work friend, Megan? <laughs> you see, she's so fucking salty right now. I said, wow. I... <laughs> she's we'll, we'll so get, salty. We'll get to it. We'll get to so it. So salty. Um, his name is Brandon. She's she's as salty as the ocean. And you know why the ocean's so salty? <laughs> because because the her. beach never waves back. Because <laughs> <laughs> of this bitch. Rude. <laughs> she went there once and that was the end of it. Um no, but uh, his name is Brandon. He's really fucking cool. We've been working there since day one. So literally, he's like... So she's known him for like four months? Yeah. Four whole months? Yeah, four whole months. That, hey, that's enough for me to want to quit this job. It's enough for me to have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I consider him I consider him my work husband. I proposed to him with a Paw Patrol ring. Did he accept? He did. He took it. Well, there you and go. I proposed to him right in front of my husband. Well, you know what? When you're That's on a hilarious. drought, you got to do what you got to do. Hey, <laughs> just saying. Don't hate. Insert Paw Patrol doggy style joke here, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so anyway, wow. uh, we're meeting Brandon yes. for the first time tonight. We're having a going away party for uh, one of our best friends, or Melissa. like I would uh, like uh, how I would like to call it is a replacement party. This is okay. This is what she started calling it in the car on the way here is a replacement party because she told me <laughs> that now they're all going to fucking leaving. Uh, Melissa and Rob are leaving. There are really good friends that Brandon is going to replace them because they're moving to wait, Fenton. Wait, were there auditions? Because I was not informed. I know. See, <laughs> like, I, I feel Four like months. 
Four months. And I'm like, I feel four like months. I've been around longer than four months. You and I have like, been around I feel like four I bring months. a lot to the table. You do. Your milkshake brings all, all the boys to the yard. Yeah. Every single one of I'm them. I'm not sure I want to phrase it that way. <laughs> well, we did. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, but yeah, so, um, you I mean, know. My card brings all the booze to the party. This is true, too. Well, <laughs> this, this is true, but too. you know what? That shouldn't be the deciding factor really in why you, you are I'm squad worthy. I'm witty. Because money ain't shit. It's personality and how you treat your friends. This is true. That's um, the most important. When, but he, hold when, on, but he gets his friends drunk. So initially, like, he, so they, he, they kind of <laughs> almost go hand in hand. Well, no, he's, okay, so he's the enabler, though. And that yeah. can get people into trouble. He is so, the I mean, enabler. It's, it's, you need that friend. Do, do you? Everybody. You do. I used to friend. be that friend in Becky. <laughs> no, and now I'm. I, at least I lately I, nobody's. I enable myself. So not not to throw kerosene on this fire, but I'm just saying. You know, Megan. So you you know you're looking to replace her. I mean, she's well, you replacing you with a whole other podcast. This is this is so true. <laughs> this is so freaking true. Oh, that hurt. I did mention Tales from the Con side, uh, which we did our first show at yeah. Astronaut. Yeah, because I'm not even at the cons anymore. I know. And she used to come to all the shows. And I mean. This is depressing. I know. I need to quit now. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to be vetting uh, Brandon tonight to see if he is squad worthy. Squad worthy. Uh, yeah, we have, our, we have our squad just like everybody else does, like our usual suspects that we, you know, we always hang out. We all know each other really well. Um you know, we always know that if we hang out together, nothing shady or exactly. crazy is happy. We just have fun. So we're bringing a wild card into we're the mix. You never know. He's like in his early twenties. Okay, so he's almost—he's about the same age as me. He's, he's younger than me. He's but, younger than you, Megan. You're the youngest one out of our I group. No, I have to have more relatable children. Okay, so you relate to children more than adults. <laughs> I sometimes yes, sometimes <laughs> I do. Why does that not surprise me? Either way. Okay, so we'll be vetting him. So the next show, I will be talking about uh, how everything went down tonight at Melissa and Rob's uh, going away party <laughs> and how Brandon held up against some of the Brandon nicest. Brandon will be fine. Yeah. We're, you know, we're all very nice people. No, but hold on. We but will. You just fuck. said some of the nicest. Dude, he's got to stand up against Rob. Rob's a fucking. I was, you didn't even let me finish. We're some of the nicest people you've ever met, but we can also be brutal. I mean, that's just, that's how our friendship <laughs> works. <laughs> I almost feel like I need to clear my calendar. You should. I know, right? <laughs> Come on. You, you want tickets to the, to the show because it's going to be a show. <laughs> but anyway, so we will uh, touch in on that. And if I have to have Megan call in uh, to have her two cents uh, for the next show. On <laughs> somebody else's show. So uh, I was here earlier and uh, just told Dave, I said, well, uh, <laughs> right now things are getting kind of weird. <laughs> SOS. Tom is deep throating more uh, beef jerky. Or trying to and gagging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm really glad that you're here today, Megan. I've missed you. And I, I okay. Our listeners have missed you. People, you know. I'm sure they haven't. No, honestly, like, people are always like, you guys have really good chemistry. We enjoy listening to you. So, you know, when I'm with Shim, who's, you know, I've we've been BFS for like 20 years. I've known him, you know, since we were kids. But seriously, <laughs> it's because we're fucking psycho. <laughs> Okay, so I texted you. Hold on, because I'm going to look this up. I texted you. Uh-oh. When did I text you? I don't know. Because the it, the only reason, the only reason why I'm here. Um, okay. Not I was she wants to, I be, would, no, she wants to hang out No, with me, I was but... bored at work. <laughs> See? 
I was bored at work. Um, a couple of my clients had canceled, so I didn't know what to do with my life. And um, hey, Dave's got tequila at the studio. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that is always a positive. Luckily, and I did a, take a shot. Yeah, we have a two-hour show though, so she's legit. She'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, just in case anybody was worried or like going to call. So the twenty-fourth waiting outside. <laughs> That's when I texted you. Yes. Um, I, I texted her. I said Saturday the third podcast, and she said yappers. I was like, Waystation, Yappers. And I'm telling you, like, it went from just like a capital Y, E, P, P, R. No, yes, no, like, no. But it went, it, it got, she got more excited and put an exclamation point at the end of that. That one. And I was like, I'm coming in. Fuck yeah. I'm like, that's my girl. That's my girl. That's how you know you're missed, man. <laughs> but, um, the situation matters when you're When I texted people. her, um, it was – I was sitting at work in the back room because it was freezing cold and that's the heater and we had it blast up to 90. I was sitting there like this and I'm listening to the pod- our Mother's Day podcast. And I was Which, just like – One of the best ones we ever did. I, I feel like so that was much my favorite. Fun. So much um, fun. And I, that was at the old studio. Yeah. In Ferndale. I didn't think my mother was actually going to come in and do the podcast, which surprised the shit out of me when she agreed. So I was I was really happy about that. So I think that's like a really positive note. But that's why I was like, damn, I really, I really miss this. So that's why I'm here. She's here. And we have plenty of things to talk about that aren't job related or, no. you know, me being salty about Brandon. But, you know. Or me being salty about her other podcast. <laughs> We just like to get salty with each other. In the end, we grab each other's boobs and everything is fine. So that's what you do with your friends. Totally correct. I mean, there's a camera. I'm just saying. (laughs) I mean, if if this was like a – one of those kind of cameras where, like, there was somebody watching and they paid you money. Oh, <laughs> there was a donation. I mean, we can enable that if you'd like. <laughs> there is a donation box outside for the alcohol, so there could be a donation box for what will Megan and Stephanie actually do on a webcam. We can have this live streaming on Twitch in about four seconds. <laughs> Get the, the enabler. The enabler. Next time on the Waystation, what are they going to do next? Just have a poll. You get to pick. Yes, we could do that. It's choose your, the best kind of choose your own adventure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we have a huge list of things to talk about today. And uh, I, I don't really, you know, we'll just start with The Ritual, which is a, Netf- a Netflix original movie that just came out, I don't know, like a few weeks ago. And uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was thinking of like when I actually watched <laughs> you it. Access I was like, your, eh. Were you accessing your like, memory? <laughs> Got it. Do you need more RAM? <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know what? I might actually. Well, yes, because drought. <laughs> she needs more RAM. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's going to listen to this and he's going to kill me because I brought it up. I'm sorry. He's got to know girls talk. Whatever. <laughs> Boys talk too. It's fine. We all know this. So whatever. There's a difference between talking amongst yourselves and then talking to whoever the fuck is listening. Hey, we're pretty open though. This like is we true. have talked about some very I d- crazy a, stuff yeah. on our show. I, d- so. I just I'm kind Worse, of an open book. It, your husband literally was in this studio deep throating air. Just, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, I mean it was disgusting. Come on, if he's willing to do that, then he has to be able to man up and and listen to the drought story. That's it. My husband's a bitch, so you never know. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, what's next? So we're talking about The Ritual, the Netflix movie. Yes. Um, it's I, What I really liked about this movie, it's a horror film. It's about, you know, these four guys. It was four, right? Or was it five? It started, so it off, as started five. off as five. It started off as five, yes. Yeah, there was five guys that are like all, you know, BFFs, and one of them ends up getting killed in like this. Uh, it triggers a whole 
adventure. Well, they're the one guy gets killed in uh, a holdup at like a liquor store. Yes, but uh, I feel like okay, hold on. If you haven't watched this movie, go watch it. Um, it is it is very very good. I'd like to say, but well, yeah, in case we start it. giving spoilers, I'm just yelling out spoilers because I never know. I don't have a filter, so I'm sorry. Right? Yeah, we and we definitely want to discuss it. We've both seen it. Yes. So and, and like I said, it's been out for a few weeks, so I feel like at, by this time, if you haven't at least seen it, a month, I think. Yeah, I, but if you haven't seen it at this point, then you know it's worthwhile watching. Spoilers. And you hear them. I'm sorry, but not that sorry. Okay, so (laughs) they start off wanting to take a trip because that's the whole beginning of the movie. They were talking about where they wanted to go. Right. Then something happens. A friend dies. Yeah, one of the the core five group that we're talking about taking a vacation. And then the vacation that he wanted to take, they end up taking. Yes, which was to go hiking. In Sweden or through Sweden, through to Sweden. So it was like – I don't know the Netherlands. Know, <laughs> Somewhere in one of there. those, you know, Nordic, Nordic countries. I don't live uh, there. So, long story short, uh, the basic premise is: so these four guys go out and they're trying to like celebrate the life of their friend who you know passed away. Yes, and they go into these woods and things start getting crazy because of they course they take a detour. Well, yeah, they take a, an unscheduled. detour. First of all, if they had a black friend, you know that detour would have never fucking happened. You do know that, right? And <laughs> while he's, I'm, but I'm being completely honest. You know, if they had a black friend, that that detour would have never fucking happened. I don't know about that. I, I think it, it depends on the black friend, is what I think. Well, if I was fucking there, that detour would have never fucking happened. But like you, stop being a bitch. Let's get this shit done. We're going. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> okay, so Dave is taking pictures of us yes. currently, and I don't know what to do with my face. I don't know. Either. I don't know what to do I'm with just, my hands. I was about to say, I'm just yeah. Anyway, what do you want me to do? I know. So I, I was like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were talking about boob stuff, so <laughs> I mean, wax you can, on, I, can, I can give you a bra. <laughs> I know. I might need to start taking it to your dude. Seriously. It's not cool. What's going on here? But anyway, <laughs> it's very um, cool. So yeah, they they take this detour through the woods, and they like they think this animal is stalking them. They can hear it. Um, they're in their tents. They see, and one by one, they're getting picked off. So people, you know, online were comparing it to the Blair Witch Project and all this other crap. And no. I'm like, first of all, just because no. it's in the woods. Does not mean it's the Blair Witch Project. Also, it wasn't found footage. You're, exactly. You don't get any of that shaky, nauseous exactly. bullshit. Which, granted, okay, don't get me wrong. I like the found footage. I do, me personally, I do like found footage films. When it's done right, it's when, great. Yes, when it's done right. But in this instance, no. I mean, it's not found footage. I wouldn't want it to be found footage because it was perfect the way it, it was, was. The director was, and you know, I'm going to have to look up his name now. I, I, I He's done some other stuff, but it was directed perfectly cinematically. It was a gorgeous film. Yes. Um, I was really, really impressed by um, the use of color. Yes. Uh, it, it was very simplistic in its execution, but it, when they show, you know, when they come to the point where you understand what's actually going on. Yeah, I just, yeah. There you go. Uh, when you get to like towards the end of the movie where you figure out exactly what's going on and you get to see the the thing that's been following them through the woods. Which I thought was really fucking gnarly. 
dude, I was not expecting that at all. I was very, very impressed by it. And um, so the director was uh, David Bruckner. And he's done some other uh, really good movies, in my opinion, maybe not in others, but whatever. So <laughs> I don't care about other people's opinions. It's about mine. Fuck your opinion. <laughs> so, okay, he's done movies like uh, uh, VHS. VHS, which I, again, I liked. I mean, it's, it was it's, it's stupid, but it's also really freaking good. A lot of people in the horror community love VHS. They also I don't know love why. VHS too. Yes, I watched that as well. Me Electric really Boogaloo? Huh? <laughs> Is it VHS two Electric Boogaloo? Um, I wish. <laughs> no, not everything that has a two on it is an Electric Boogaloo. Yaha. Uh-huh. <laughs> it should be. Um, so anyway, but yeah, there's a when they show you this thing at the end that's been kind of following them through the woods and in how it plays out in this whole story. It's pretty epic. Which. I felt like it was really amazing, like the reveal. Oh God, I was. Effects and everything. You get little hints. I mean, not even. I shouldn't even say hints, but you get like little things, like a hand here, or maybe a glimpse of something there, or like in the distance. Yes, and you're like. What my favorite fuck? shots were what like when it was showing like the trees. Yes, and they were super green, and you. Yes. Were, and I was like looking into it, trying to find. Yes, because you knew it was there somewhere. Yes, like, there was something there, and then all of a sudden it would twitch, and you're like, "Oh my god, there it is!" And I don't know. I but you don't really, really know what it was. The scariest thing I thought, and, and again, it was the hand. In the distance, you got like what looks like these tall pine trees, needle away. It's just, and it, you see, there's a lot of color. So, like, you can see like daylight's coming through and just the texture of the trees and everything. It's a gorgeous scene, but they flash back to, um, one of the actors, and then they go, or not flashback, but they pan, or they pan, or cut to one of the actors, and then they cut back to the same scene, and you don't notice it at first until, like, you're really looking at it, and then the hand moves away. I lost my shit. I literally, like, to atypical black person sitting there watching it, like, oh shit, oh my god, and I'm just like, and Tom's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, you saw that motherfucker, didn't you? And he's just like, Megan, calm down. I went crazy. I go crazy. Just I go crazy. The camera caught it. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> That's but this is what I do all the time. I was going to so say, you're welcome. This is the beautiful thing about us now having a camera in the studio, other than our phones, is that we can capture all of all the, the stupid shit that Megan I do. Moments. Yes, because she does this all the time, all the time, all the time when she's doing a show. But I love that. Um, so yeah, definitely check out the ritual. It was very entertaining, very well the shot. The end also threw me. Well. And you yeah. know what? I almost forgot. Like Excuse one me. of my favorite parts of the movie was how they mixed the forest with the, um, with him finding his yes. friend in in the liquor store. Basically, yeah, the, his flashbacks were yes, his flashbacks perfect. were a form of real, like a, a real life flashback, it, as if it he was almost, organic. Yes, it, it, and it not was just beautiful. Because there were trees. Yeah, <laughs> it just it flowed really well, and it I did. thought that um, you know it really it was a testament to the director's. Uh, Ability to envision the writing. I mean, it's just, it, it really, it was, to me, it was really incredible. I mean, it's not like my favorite movie of all time. No. But if you have Netflix and you like horror films, you should watch it. Definitely. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, take from it what you will. But me and Megan, we think highly of it. I do. I 
it too. Uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Roll credits. Okay. So we're going to go from something good to something terrible. <laughs> Which one was that? Uh, okay. So uh, the Razzies um, just happened. And okay, first I, of all, what is the Razzie? Because I've never heard of this shit it's, before. It's basically like the worst of. It's like the Oscars, okay. but like for like for terrible things. things. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Okay. So the Emoji Movie uh, won a lot of Razzies. Really? Obviously. Um, they won Worst Picture. And this is up against The Mummy with Tom Cruise, Fifty Shades Darker, blech. Baywatch and Transformers: The Last Night, which I didn't see. I didn't see I that didn't one. I actually either. see no Fifty Shades did. Darker either, but no, no a lot of people saw Fifty Shades Darker. It made a lot of because money, a lot apparently. of women were. Oh my god, did you see it? I was like, no, because I'm not white trash. Okay, well here, okay, I'm just gonna give my. Quick- I mean, you know, I've said it once. I've said it a million times. The if that guy was not like a millionaire, that's a Criminal Minds episode. Exactly. <laughs> also, you know they sh- they show a lot of like bondagey stuff, but like what actually happens in the movie is like. Bondage, bondage, extra light. It is not like when people are in Wait, BDSM. I was about that to say is not what, that is not. That's like that is so vanilla. It's, it's like, the like starter van, vanilla than vanilla. Okay, yeah, it's the it's starter. Vanilla ice. <laughs> vanilla <laughs> bean. <laughs> Too cold. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's a lot of issues with that. But we're gonna go with the emoji movie because that was a terrible piece of shit. It was on Netflix. Well, it is on Netflix, and it is. I was bored one day. I was bored as well, and I. <laughs> <laughs> I Happens turned it on because I had to see. You know, I was like, oh, it's going to be crappy. I got 20 minutes. I, I, I'm proud of myself for the 20 minutes that I You've got. You've watched some shitty movies. I've watched a, lot, watched of a lot of movies. shitty movies. I used to live tweet. Me and uh, Shim used to live tweet shit movies every Sunday. Yes. We would drink all night, stay up till 5 a.m. and get up at like 10. I remember this. And live tweet shit movies the whole like next day. I, f- and it's I still feel like I have to do that for Bright. Yeah. Still Wait, you didn't like it. Bright? It's Orc is the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, all right over there, boo? <laughs> That's what they should have named it. <laughs> you, did you just break Megan? <laughs> it's very possible. Okay. With that being said, I still liked it. <laughs> well... So, okay, back to the res. I just want to run through this really quick because there's way more stuff to get to here. Okay. But, uh, so uh, the Emoji Movie won Worst Picture or it won. I mean, I, I feel like I'm using that term. Lost. Um, they have a category called Worst Screen Combo. And it's it, what one was any two obnoxious emojis from the Emoji Movie. Damn. So they couldn't even pick like two that were terrible. It was just any two. <laughs> Anytime Obnoxious. two or more were in the same uh, scene together. <laughs> worst director was Anthony Leonidas from the, emo- the Emoji Movie. And worst screenplay, the Emoji Movie. <laughs> this is sad. That's there's four. Only like, there's only like three other categories in this entire thing. I mean, let's just focus on the moment that the Emoji Movie had a screenplay. Uh, whoever. Like, I feel like that's the kind of thing where it's a bunch of people who get super drunk and super high. And just like sit here, too much hold money. on, no, hold and on. sit here in one of our podcast studios and record a bunch of shit, and then hand that over to their buddy who can draw, who then draws shit to go with their shit that they recorded. See, but I just watched a movie <laughs> on Hulu called The Killer Bong. And oh I my feel god, like <laughs> shitty movies. 
and I so bad. and the only reason why I watched the Killer Bong was because it, it was, was the Killer, Killer Bong, Bong. versus. There was another movie. It was the Killer of Bong versus the Ginger Dead Man. Oh my! And God. I wanted to watch that, but I and couldn't watch that. Well, and without clearly you watching. needed the setup. She needed exactly to know the history. Right. Exactly. You needed the backstory. Exactly. Gotcha. It's like trying to watch Lord of the Rings at like. It, the Return but, of the King. It's like watching Backdoor Sluts 9 without watching the first eight. I totally agree <laughs> yes. with you, Dave. I feel like that's a more accurate representation. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta watch that. <laughs> all, all, all eight of them? All eight. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, it, it cleaned up at the Razzies. And uh, it probably should have. But Fifty Shades uh, Darker did get worse remake, ripoff, or sequel as well, so there's that. And we're supporting actress in Kim Basinger, which she's usually a really, like, she's won uh, at least a Golden Globe, if not an Oscar, I think, for L.A. Confidential, which was a great movie. I mean, she's a, she's a good actress. I don't know what happened. I will not watch the movie. I don't like to watch movies about uh, fake bondage and unrealistic okay, scenarios uh, involving Melanie Griffith's child. I just I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Like I tried reading the book book. Why? Uh, because at the time at the time I was young and stupid. I was like, what's better than reading about, you know, BDSM? Why not? I read about half of the other weird crap in this fucking planet. Why not read this? So uh I started reading it and I could never finish it. And my friend was like, Oh my god, please finish reading this. This is almost like fresh out of um cause school. But I, I couldn't – I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. The, even the way it was worded, like it felt like – we've read a lot of books. You've read a lot of books. Yes. That is accurate. It felt like a toddler was trying to explain what sex would be like. But right – it was it was In, in like a fantasy novel. Yeah. But trying to make it slightly dangerous. Yes. It was horrible. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I believe that. I couldn't I couldn't read it. I've read a lot of I've read a lot of stupid I've read Twilight and I feel like Twilight's a better freaking movie than this fifty shades shit. Wow. I know, right? That that's yeah, it's pretty bad. Because glittery vampires. I and I never agreed to that whatsoever. <laughs> When I read that book the first time, well, I the first time, the only time, because um, I did try reading the second book, or I think I did read the second book. I don't know, but when I read it, the, when I read it, I, I chose to ignore a lot of things. Mm. As a reader, you choose to ignore certain things that you don't so believe it's are like true. Uh, Southerners in the Bible. <laughs> Selective, <laughs> selectively. Yes. You mean the Bible itself? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, no, we're not going to talk about Twilight anymore. No, it's okay. Uh, we're going to talk. I've about, moved on to bigger and better things. We're going to talk about the says newest the pale, glittery person in the room. <laughs> Damn! I'm sorry Shots that I need. Fired. I'm sorry that I have a vitamin deficiency and anemia, <laughs> and that I sometimes now she can use that as an excuse. Yeah. Well, I've been anemic forever, but the vitamin deficiency—that's a whole new that's level. A whole of new shit. one. Uh, and I also, can't yes, I use highlighter a little bit because. <laughs> I fucking like it, okay? And her hair's gray, and she looks young. So, I mean, it all works out, right? I know. People, I'm not, you know what? Nobody needs to know how old I am. I'm actually 150. It's cool. Uh, 
this is why I, I love look you. Really, I look really is good. The, for is my that age. why we're friends? Mm-hmm. I'm really just like her blood bag. It's cool. She's my <laughs> she's my blood bag. She refers to you as spare parts. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I am. Uh, so there's a really cool thing that I just found out about before the show. They have a handheld Oregon Trail game. Yes. Mm-hmm. At Target. I hadn't heard about this yet, and I'm super upset because Let's go to Target I after work. love this game. I, just I had this it work. on my old computer. And I've uh, you can find it online to play like in a browser, mm-hmm. but it's kind of shitty. Like in a lot of them. Yeah, the emulators just aren't cool. Yeah, yeah, they're really bad. It's not the same. I agree. So I'm definitely – it's like 25 bucks. So if you want to – Watch your friends die of dysentery. I mean, I always die. We're dissing Terry. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have that at Target, so definitely check it out. I thought that would, that was something that people that listen to the show would probably appreciate. I know I check, did. Ch- 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 check it out. <laughs> and Megan's seal of approval. <laughs> What was that? I don't know. I'm sorry. Were you about to break into the buffalo stance With, there? All this, I thought oh. she had like confetti coming up from <sighs> under her boobs. That was like the hand. That was the hand motion I got was conf- <laughs> confetti coming up from under your boobs. Uh, there was also a little teaser um, on uh, I think it was Twitter uh, where uh, Nintendo had like this little six second video and it was just uh, – what was that? It was like a nightlight. And it was a nightlight of Diablo. And Ooh. they turned it on and off, you know, a few times. And then it said, you know, sweet dreams was that was like the whole statement. So there is speculation that Diablo 3 will be coming to the Switch. And I really kind of hope that it does. I still play D3 on the, the PC. And I know that you have it on the <laughs> Xbox One. Yes. So we are about that life. We are. Uh, Except I still fall asleep. I, I've gotten a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I still fall asleep when playing Diablo. It's honestly not saying that it's not. It, it is a great game. I love playing it. But I read Tom. I think I've explained this before. Tom and I read an article and I'm not the only person that it happens to. It's just there. I think it's like so much that's happening on the screen that your eyes get tired of like constantly trying to focus on everything and you know they you you it wears you out and i believe that 100%. I don't know when i like i usually only play when i'm playing with shim or you know any of my other friends who play on the pc. I enjoy playing it with a group. I've played it by myself and that's you know it's it's fun for a little bit but i do enjoy like going into the higher level rifts and you know like yeah. having that you know having my headset on talking to my friends yeah. killing shit together um you know going after keywords like doing all the different things that you can do in the game. Yes. It's a lot more fun to me when it's interactive. Yes. So that's one thing that you know the So in other words you're telling me on. my husband's boring. Well, I mean, you see him all the time, though. This is so true. The, the, there's boring. a difference. Like, I play with people who don't live in my house. So I'm talking to people who I don't see very often. This it's it's true, a different, dude. you know, different scenario. Uh, but I this do is why it. I have friends on the internet. Internet friends. I like my internet oh, friends. I love my internet friends. <laughs> <laughs> They're there's something so wrong cool. with that. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> but anyway, the only problem that I'm going to, you know, foresee if if D3 does come to the Switch is that they don't have um, a way of communicating. Like you can't talk online uh, with the Switch. So you're going to have to like set up something through your phone or, you know, Skype or Skype. Yeah. Which I mean, people do that all the time. It's not really a big deal. I just feel like it's a drawback. Yeah. So. 
uh, Diablo. Some extra step for, you know, humans to take, which we don't like because we're lazy. Well, and one of the great things that Diablo 3 did with the PC is they integrated, uh, First of all, you can chat and talk and record film uh, right through the uh, the server. So it's really cool. Now we do, we used to use Skype, and now we don't have to. Uh, we haven't played in a while. I've been playing Splatoon two on the Switch, <laughs> so you know. And there's a Splatfest next weekend, Megan. Just letting you know. You're I mean, I won't be, be here. Here. You're not going to be <laughs> unless gonna you be at unless cast to Consolido with Dave and podcast Detroit. And so, are you asking table. me to babysit your um, <laughs> Nintendo? I mean, like, <laughs> is it going to get lonely? <laughs> Do I need to play it? <laughs> uh, it might get lonely. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call. Wait, is your husband going with you? No. I was okay, so I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, Mike, I'm gonna come over. You don't have to just make sure you have on pants, and I'm gonna come over and I'm gonna play the game. That's all I ask. That's all. That's all I need you for. Open the door, (laughs) and then lock it behind me. That's it. And and then you'll have Bella there. Yeah, and she's really cute. I don't need it. I just I just need your your television and your game. She does fart a lot, so there's that. I do too. So good luck. (laughs) So you're gonna you're gonna have a battle. (laughs) I swear to God, we will. (laughs) You want to start now? No, I, I would not <laughs> like that. Um, okay, so let's move to the Oscars. I, I know that they're coming up relatively soon, and you know the nominees have been you know out there for a while. So we're gonna, <laughs> Megan, you dropped my pen. I just totally cat that shit. <laughs> Flip it off the table. Go and get it, human. I got it. Think everything. Yeah. Which that's how I know all these stupid flat earthers. That's how you can prove the Earth is not flat. Because if the Earth was flat, cats would have pushed shit off everything. Right now. <laughs> There'd be nothing <laughs> left. <true>. Mountains, <laughs> bitch, gone. <laughs> oh nice lord! One. Thanks for piping in there. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Every now and again, color commentary. <laughs> so we're gonna uh, just run through just a couple of the um, categories for the Oscars and kind of who we are looking to win them because <laughs> I feel like I have a. There's one of my favorite movies of last year. Well, my basically my favorite movie of last year is on this list, and I would really love to see it sweep every category. Amen. It's nominated in four car- uh, categories. Get Out. We've talked about this on the show more than once. <laughs> I love this movie. Yes. It is I amazing. love this movie. But... <laughs> We're also but. realistic because it's very hard to get like a thriller horror film to be like best picture which it is nominated for and that's a rather amazing feat uh, in itself yeah yeah so i mean either like it's an honor to just be nominated well fuck yeah it is i, I mean i mean if i was nominated <laughs> i'd just be like oh that's all i need bitch Woo! <laughs> she would be acting like she won anyway i did i t- swear <laughs> to god be like a personal i'd be Mardi having Gras. a party yep i'd be having a party shots <laughs> of tequila everywhere i'd be ba- you know what i might even bathe in a bath of tequila wow it's a little crazy, excessive, girl. but <laughs> I might do it. Uh, so, oh, so Get Out is one of the nominees for Best Picture. Um, I have not seen all of these films yet, so it's really hard to give my 100% honest opinion. Some of these I haven't even heard of. I'm not even going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's it's like that every year, unless you're like into some weird movies. So uh, for Best Picture, they have Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. 
And I just watched this movie, uh, I don't know, a few nights ago. And it was devastatingly amazing. It was such a wonderful movie. But it was so sad and it was so heartbreaking on a lot of levels. It, it left me very emotionally drained. So it, it was it was a difficult film. Uh, very well written, very well acted, very well directed. So honestly, like I feel like that's I feel like that's the one that's going to win. I from, want Get Out to win from the amount of I don't want to say the amount of scene from just watching the trailers of Three Billboards, um, just the intensity of watching that in itself gave me chills i mean it, i haven't watched it yet because i just i haven't watched it because i don't have anything i can watch oh, you got two jobs that yeah you got two jobs like what are you trying to watch <laughs> other than like the bottom of a glass of alcohol being refilled this hmm. <laughs> speaking of i need to keep drinking um but honestly as much as I really want to see Shape of Water, and I wouldn't mind seeing that win. Honestly, I would be happy with Get Out winning The Shape of Water or Three Billboards. Either one of those. I mean, granted, those are the three that I've shown interest in. Get Out I've seen, and I wish it would win. I wish it would win. Oh, God, I wish it would win. I mean, it was a phenomenal movie in itself, but... In all actuality, it's got apparently it's just got a lot of other things it's got to compete with, and I'm not well. And that's the Oscars. I mean, yeah, obviously they're not being nominated mention, because they're oh. they're great films in their own way. So and it's whitewash is cool. <laughs> not this year though. Not this year. No, I'm just saying that you know the Oscars. It's, it's, it's typically yes, and that's because film white person thing. Uh, well, no, it, films in Hollywood are typically white films. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, there are statistics that, yeah. that back all of this. So, I but mean, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, that's because an, <laughs> Megan and, and Stephanie will go ham on all of y'all. We have we have our thoughts and opinions and our knowledge, and we will drop it. But this is not that show. No. We'll have to go on Kelvin's show and drop that knowledge. Okay. Okay. I'll talk to Kelvin. We'll make it work. Let's do it. <laughs> um. So... Daniel Kaluuya, who was also in Black Panther, which we will be talking about. We're going to be talking about that uh, in the second hour uh, with Barry McLean Jr., who is our guest on the show today. Fantastic artist out of Colorado. We will have him on a little bit after 6 o'clock. And we're going to be discussing Black Panther with him. He sounded really pumped to talk about it. So we're waiting on that. Um, But Daniel uh, was also the star of Get Out. And... I first saw him in the first season Black of Black Mirror, and I was captivated by him from from the get. Like he is just a fantastic he is. actor. Uh, his eyes are so like they speak to me. Like I feel like he's looking into my soul. It's so. I agree. He's got. He's he's got it. Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. He's he got has it. it. <laughs> um, and I thought he was really great in Black Panther, but I feel like this really let him. I feel like he got more of his acting chops uh, shown in this film. Yes. So I would really like to see him as a uh, best actor. That probably won't happen either. Um, Gary Oldman's in the running this year and he still hasn't won one, which is incredible because he's been in so many fantastic films. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see what happens, but 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> By we'll see, I mean I'll just hear about it later because I'm not actually going to watch it. Yeah, and uh, there, there's some great people that are nominated for a lead actress, but Frances uh, McDormand is is my vote, 100 percent in everything she's ever been in. I mean, ever Meryl s- Streep's on there. I love Meryl Streep. I haven't seen the post though, so I can't I speak haven't to either. That. I, so I, I just want to be accurate. I saw The Shape of Water. Um, Guillermo del Toro is one of my favorite oh, yeah. humans on the Wait, planet. Wait, you saw The Shape of Water? Yes. How was it? Um, there was a lot about it that I liked, and there was a lot about it that made no sense. Made no sense at all. And th- there were certain things, and we can discuss this. We'll discuss it off the off air. But um, I left that movie not feeling Confused? satisfied. <laughs> I didn't feel satisfied, and I felt That's depressing. Because I, I've been wanting to see it since I saw. Well, I mean, since I you, first saw it, don't take my word for it. No, I will for my own opinion, absolutely. as I always do. Absolutely, but well. I mean, I'm just to hear that from yours because I value your opinion as well. I appreciate just to that. hear it from you that that's a little bit disappointing. But disappointing, disappointing, disappointing. <laughs> I love you. I need to keep drinking. Um, <laughs> but yeah. It, it, oh well, it is I'll, what it is. I'll, fi- I'll figure it out, my damn self. Yeah, I think, I'll figure I think it out. that you should watch it. I think you know there's a lot that I liked about it again, but there there's some things that just again we'll talk out there. We've got the whole night. I got it. Um, Whoop. I do want to give a quick a quick like update on where I'm at with like my work and stuff because you know please. I'm an independent please. creator please in this do. show. <laughs> this show is for. Propping up independent creators, and since it's, it's our everything, show, yeah. Uh, you know, I just want to remind everybody that Psychopath Three is out, and and then I burned all the copies. Sorry, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. I'm joking. Thanks, Meg. I'm a smart. I um, love you. I really I, do. I just got the email the other day that it will be out on Comicsology on the seventh, so next Wednesday or this upcoming Wednesday. So definitely, if you can't see me at a con or buy it off my website, then. You know, you can get it digitally if you prefer through Comixology starting Wednesday. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> I know. Super exciting. Um, I will be in uh, Toledo next weekend. It's at the Seagate Center. Yes. I believe. And it's going to be Saturday and Sunday. Fantastic on Toledo. Uh, podcast Detroit's going to be there. Um, Allegedly. Well. With belts. <laughs> yes. With their, with their belts. <laughs> I could almost hear that eye roll. <laughs> I, I felt that eye roll. <laughs> I wish I was going to be there so I can take all of them. <laughs> you could. You could. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to be happening. So if you are in the area and you'd like to pick up a copy of Psychopath 3 or if you haven't read any of them, I have all three of them that are going to be there. So. I, I just read one. I read them. <gasps> Thank you, Dave. I did. I sat down and read them. You sat I just, down and read I, my shit. I just, I just read one. Because I only have one. That's okay. I'm sorry. I got two and three at home. Okay. I got you, boo-boo. Okay. <laughs> I did. Interesting ending. How, I mean, could it, have, could it have ended like any other way? I really felt like it couldn't. I, I saw a couple different possibilities. I mean, that's that's uh, it's kind of the way I figured it was going to end, but I saw okay. a couple different possibilities, and, and I was intrigued. Okay, good. good. Intriguing. It was a good read. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's that's all I can hope for. If two – hell, if nobody likes it, I mean – I thought it was shit. <laughs> it was a piece of crap. Um, you you're terrible. Paper? Hey, I've spent five dollars on a lot worse things. This 
<laughs> like a handy in the parking lot from a stripper at like one of those eight miles. Can you get clubs. those for five dollars? Probably. I'm. I, There's I somebody out there. Some of those clubs. Dollars. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Don't so ask. I, I'm it's pretty just sure, not me. I'm pretty sure that's one of those things where I'd be like, really. No, I'm a pass. <laughs> it's only five dollars. No, yeah. But why? She pulls out <laughs> but her why dentures. though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about a handy. We're not talking right. about We're, a blowy here. Yeah, you had leprosy. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have no hands. That's what. Does she have pterodactyl <laughs> hands? Does she have the midget <laughs> She's hands? Probably. Just to bend over and scream. Oh my like god, Megan! <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna, y'all are making me nauseous. Y'all are making me nauseous. I shouldn't have said anything about handies in the parking lot. That's right. You went there. This uh, is all your fault. I did, we're just we're just finishing it for you. I did start this. This is me. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Toledo, fantastic time. Toledo next weekend, uh, the 10th and the 11th, the Seagate Center. And uh, if you're in the area, come check out Podcast Detroit. See what they're all about. Obviously, you know a little bit of what they're about because she'll be hanging with Ming. Ming's going to be there. There we go. Yeah, Mike and Ming. Yeah, Mike and Ming will both be there. Are going to be there, and Mike's a little bit more chill. Like he probably won't like really hang out as much or whatever. But he does his own thing. I like that about him. Mm -hmm. He's just kind of like, I don't need to be out and about to be like the cool guy. He just wants to live his life. Ming's like kind of a little bit of a party animal, which is there's nothing wrong with that. My liver is still recovering from six days with Ming around Astronomicon. When Dave says that, you know it's legit. Like that's dude. I'm the enabler. He is the destroyer. He is, <laughs> he is Ming, the destroyer of livers. And I've watched you and Bob drink. I no. have been drinking drink for drink with you guys. Uh-huh. And I know I would never I drink the next for day. drink with you guys. You die. And I love to drink. Yeah. I would never do it. No, it, was, it was it was it was like day six. It was like like Monday night. He came on our show after Astronomicon, and he was like he was flying out Tuesday, and he was like, guys, last night here we're like, nope. No, we're out. Check, please. Rip Tap it out. Pull, no. pull, pulling the parachute cord, bailing on you. Sorry. Uh, my kid just called and she. Wait, is that? Sick? I Yeah, that's my mom calling. I got to go home. The lights are on. I got to go home. <laughs> Street lights came on. My go. wife told me I can't. Sorry. Yep. There you go. She said no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. So, yeah, there's all that going on. And then, um, real quick. Because we have a we have a gentleman coming on our show that may or may not have dreadlocks, so we want to talk about the dreadlock ban that they're talking about. It's it's been on Facebook. If you're on Facebook a lot, I've seen. The oh, article. is that the thing that I was just like, oh hey, that what? Uh, yeah, there the there's a dreadlock ban um, during the hiring process, and they didn't overturn it. Like it's going to stand. So basically. I don't know all the nuances to it. I wasn't able to find something that gave like really good information. Well, hold on. Is it really a ban or is it just saying, hey, you can get fired or you can, you know, not basically it's like we don't have to hire you. Yes, it's, you it's okay to not hire somebody because they have dreadlocks is is what that upheld. Yes. Yeah, it says the um, 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals recently ruled against a lawsuit uh, filed by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission against – Catastrophic catastrophe. Catastrophe. I can't even read Management it. Solutions. Thank you. So maybe you should read this then. My glasses are a little dirty. <laughs> I read like a twelve year old kid, but I can okay. like when I speak, if I'm reading something like that, I'd be like the dog went up the hill. <laughs> In my mind it goes woom. <laughs> but yeah. I I, I have the, well, this is how this is how it went. The lawsuit basically was 
they were getting sued um, because they didn't hire somebody uh, because of their dreads. And the ruling uh, is legal. They're allowed to not hire people because of their dreads. And mm-hmm. I there's a whole, you know, big backstory on it uh, that I don't really I, I don't want to speak to it because I don't know enough about it. So I don't want to be that person who's like, you know, I agree sitting behind a microphone trying to pontificate. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I um, understand. But I but I, if somebody were to not hire me for a job because I had dreads, what I don't we would fight. Well, and what I don't understand is that it's not like having green hair. It's not like having and even then like there are a lot of there are a lot of things that I don't agree with when it comes to you know, we won't hire you if you have weird colored hair or piercings or tattoos. I don't believe in any of that because that does not that does not reflect it, it on does, my work ethic. Right. But companies want to give forth, you know, they want to put forth a certain They uh, want a professional and I image. That. I do understand that and that is their right. Yes. But dreadlocks, I don't understand why that's not professional. To me. I, I don't understand that. And if And a lot of you, people would argue that but I, I feel the same way. To me, it's my husband would if oh god if Tom was here, I would I at this We'd point have to turn off his mic. Yes, because <laughs> that's why he's not here. He's an asshole, <laughs> and he doesn't understand why a lot of people, why a lot of, not all people, but why most people have dreads. Having dreads is a very spiritual thing. Think of it as Samson. That's your hair. It's an extension of you. Right. That is you. That is a part of you. Granted, yes, it's it's dead hair, but it's all your hair. Yeah, yes. But I'm just saying. But it's but it's a part of you. That is you. That is your DNA. That is your being. Some people think it, it it it's part of their soul. So that's why a lot of people don't cut it and they grow it out and they dread it. Whatever it is. Whatever you believe, that's fine. And I mean, there's people just doing it because, hey, it fucking looks cool and why not have dreads? You're, I'm all for it too. But my thing is, if if done correctly and if kept cl- clean, to me, I it's almost like a spiritual if, – if you are spiritual and you believe that, that is a part of my religion, I would think. And so you're telling me that I would have to shave my head. I would have to or have a different hairstyle. But, yes. Yeah. To basically develop myself from my whatever I believe or to remove myself from what I believe in order to work for this company. I'm sorry that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I mean, me myself, I if anybody knows me, I have purple hair or had purple hair. I miss my purple hair. She misses it a, a lot. lot. But in the interviewing process, they told me, hey, you can't have wild color hair. It has to be natural. Granted, this red isn't a natural red anymore. Oh, but it, it, it's a color that could be it's found a color, in nature. Yes. So they it can't. is a natural red color. Right. It's not aerial red. It's not that vibrant. It is just a plain old brown red. Um, yes, I was sad. But when I was hired, I agreed when I came in that I would – do something about my hair. Eventually, I did it, but eventually, because <laughs> it took me a minute <laughs> to do it because sass- I was really sad. She was, yeah, she'd be sassy and a little. You I know. was a little bit rebellious, but yeah. he kept pointing it out. 
But again, hey, I signed that contract. Hey, re- I hey, signed that hey, contract. Remember, 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 you still have purple hair. Remember? Remember when you said you would get rid of purple hair? I remember. I remember. I remember when you said you would get rid of purple hair. I remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> but, you know, to each their own, but to, for me, and this is like kind of like a. I, I this is Tom one would I argue, don't get. Yes, Tom would I argue it's it. because it's not professional. Um, it's not your natural state of hair. Um, yeah, it is. If you no, technic- don't, well, if technically, you don't yes, if you don't hair, wash your hair, you don't take care of it. It will dread itself. But he's saying that you are intentionally making these dreads. It's not. That's not how your hair grows. Your hair doesn't I, grow in dreads. Your hair doesn't. It, it it's basically he's saying this is something that you have to do it like twists or braids okay that is something you have to do in order to get it to look like that well thank Which, god tom's not here this this is true <laughs> and while he is right to a to an extent it still should not matter because it i've seen people who have dreads where you can do different hairstyles with it it's not just dreads down you know just hanging down and it, it's Dreads are beautiful. I agree. I love them. And I'm especially, a, I'm a big fan. and I've and I've gone through this too before because there was a case where um, a couple of schoolgirls got. Um, it was like the same thing. They weren't allowed to have braids in their hair, and this is at some weird freaking Catholic. Yeah, school. Yeah, I saw that. That's really screwed and up. They, they couldn't have. Yes. and that's cultural. They that's got, not. Yes. And my thing is, okay, so we're and this you can get into a long story about cultural appropriation, blah blah blah, but I'm not going to go there. But it's it's you're telling me my hair is too nappy when I don't have it in. You're telling me my hair is too nappy to have my hair natural, or you make fun of me when my hair is natural, or you call me out of my name when my hair is natural. But when I do something to tame it or to make it look nice or to make it manageable, I am then disregarded because. It's not professional. You can't have braids because it's not professional. You can't have cornrows because it's not professional. You can't have dreads. To me, it's like a double standard, and it's really, it, it really hurts. It's especially being a person of color. It really fucking hurts. And you can't win. I no. It's I, a never ending fucking battle. I I completely agree with you, and. You know, I mean, there, there's, I, I can't even say anything else on top of that. I completely agree with you. It's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. That's bullshit, and hopefully things will change. Uh, right now, we do have to go on break. Uh, I know, right? Uh, we're going to take about five to ten minutes. Um, just, we got to collect ourselves. We have to get ready because we have Barry and another shot of tequila. Uh, joining us, and we're going to be discussing all things uh, cue ball. Disgusting. Disgusting. You <laughs> said disgusting. I think that's what you wanted to hear. Okay, maybe it was. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I so we will be back in a few minutes. Uh, enjoy the music, guys, and we will be back with our guests. Hello, and welcome back to the Wave Station. I'm Stephanie. And I'm not fuming from the top of my head anymore. <laughs> and that's Megan. <laughs> uh, so we have our guest here with us, finally. I know you guys sat there through the first hour just to get to this part. Uh, Barry McLean Jr., artist extraordinaire. Hello, how are you? What's going on? It's like, no, what's going on? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love. I want to be boisterous like that, so y'all know what the hell y'all in for right now. You know what? We like hype, so we're good with that. <laughs> the more hype, the better. <laughs> so, like, you'll nice. you'll see. You're gonna get to know me and Megan very well during this interview. And okay, that's good. I am an open book. You guys shoot, man. Beautiful. We're gonna learn all about you, and that's what I love. We recently became friends on Facebook. Not too long ago. We did. Um, And again, it's because I'm a fan of Steph's and I'm a fan of everybody over there at that company. 
And um, again, with Space Goat, you know, my anchor, Austin Janowski, used to work for you guys. I think he did um, the, the Evil Dead thing, Ash Evil Dead thing, those guys. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of like friends with Steph on LinkedIn a little bit when I'm just stalking editors on my rise. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, she's right there on Facebook, too. Okay, let's do that. Just so I can try to, like rub elbows with with the with the sick minded like myself <laughs> well you know we're all a little twisted and i wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to agree. Oh God, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we like hype and also we like twisted. So we're we're good to go. Um one of the things, okay, I gotta tell you right now, like this this is gonna be my new thing. I love like we were talking um, you know, about getting oh, you God. on the show. And you you've been calling mm-hmm. me sis, and I love that. Nobody's ever called me that, and I love it. So I just wanted yeah, to share I, I, that. It's, it's kind of like a sisterly thing because I got a cousin name stuff, so you know. I love it. Swear to God, that's all she was talking about. The way he called me, sis. I'm gonna start making all y'all call me. I'm just like, okay, calm, calm down, sis. It, it's okay. Yo, trip. I like it. Well, because I call me and Megan, we call everybody bro. Swear, we're we female, male, mom, dad, grandma. Wait, wait, let's get this straight. Bro. I'm bro now from this point on. So when y'all yes. see me at the con, y'all be like, yo, like when on on Predator. When, when Predator, when Arnold seen Carl Weathers, you see me, you just say, you son of a bitch. And you just shake hands all hard. <laughs> Dude, that's all, that's all you what? needed to say. I 100. I'm on it. <laughs> just don't get offended when you don't remember. And I look at you like, this son of a bitch. Oh, What's dude, up? You know, as soon as you see me, that's how I know. I tell anybody to do that to me that know me. I'm like, come on. You got to do the Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you son of Barry. You son of a bitch. <laughs> do the close-up on our biceps. The biceps. <laughs> I, don't, I, have, like I don't have biceps. I, I I'll work on that, up. though. I, I got a little. Uh, they're I'll, pretty good. I'll work on it. <laughs> All right. They're there somewhere. You need to draw more. more, (laughs) I'll just wear one of those suits, those like uh, the big old bicep suits and just like a giant arm walk around. It was just it was it was dripping machismo in that movie, man. Like because we didn't have superhero movies back then. And then when those guys, when Arnold walked in and he seen Carl Weathers, he's just like, Hopper, you son of a bitch. And then they closed up on the flexing of the muscle. It was just gratuitous. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, the 80s were fantastic for that. And apparently veiny. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. The, uh, this is Dave, by the way, the the, the other man voice that we the have going on here. Yeah, I, heard, I, I heard Dave sneaking in the background like he's like peeking at me, putting on my, um, my, my gentles. You know what I mean? Hey, man, story of my life. I'm always creeping in the background. (laughs) Oh, God. God. True to life, Panty Raider online. Here we go, guys. So um, I I had to creep on your Facebook a little bit because, I, you know, when I Mm -hmm. do interviews with people, I like to try to, like, find out stuff about about them. And, um, yeah, I advocate that. That's her story, and she's sticking to it. Not stalk everybody. I'm sorry. It's just a thing. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what she wanted us to believe, Dave. Okay. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I, I did it for the show, not because I'm a creeper. Uh, so <laughs> under nickname, uh, it said your nickname is Stay Broke. <laughs> yeah, um, because uh, it's a lo- it's a nice little story with that. I'm an MC as well. I MC with my group Floalition, and um, I was a rapper for all my life. And uh, well, MC, I don't like saying rappers; they they whack. But I'm an MC, and um, I used to have a name called Aristotle, and then it was another Aristotle, and then I went through all this copyright stuff. I decided I wanted the battle to do, but he never reached out to me. So I shortened it to Stottle. And then um, this is like uh, two, 2000, 
like year 2000 or so like that. I had to be like, yeah, yeah, 2000. And so I'm showing with my friends, right? And uh, they, I ain't never had no money on the beer. So they're like, man, Aristotle, you stay broke. Because sure, the Aristotle from Aristotle. And they say, Aristotle, you stay broke. So I was like, hey, that's kind of catchy. Because I ain't had no money on the beer. So I just put it as a metaphor, like, no matter how much money I get in this industry, no matter how high I climb, I'm always work like I ain't got one red cent. So you work like you ain't got no money. So it stay broke. You go for broke. You know, it's just microphone stay broke. Pencil stay broke. You know, career stay broke. But <laughs> just whatever. in general. Just, <laughs> you know, it's just like a term of admiration. I'm always broke. So I feel you on that one. <laughs> and you work like you're like you're broke <laughs> and you are broke. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. That's End of story. Do. You don't really look back, you know. <laughs> I, I had to I'm ask really that dumb. question. I, I I didn't know if that was like a legit nickname or just some. Sometimes people. Yeah, it's just, a legit rap name. Like you come to a Flowlicious show. We're gonna be performing next month anyway here in Colorado, and um, you know, I do that on my leisure because I had to choose. But we'll get to that later. But you know, I do that on the side and just for fun. You know, I'm about to press another record up called The Drawing Board. You know, shameless plugs. Got to do with comic books and <laughs> <Plugs>. you know, <laughs> hip hop, dope MC. <laughs> so you, it, it sounds like you have your your hands on a lot of soups, as Tony Miello would say. <laughs> hands on a lot yeah. of soups. Hands yeah. on a lot of soups. Uh, I have a question for you though, because I noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so you've worked with like Valiant Rosebud Studios. I also noticed that you worked with Source Point Press, which is a Michigan-based uh, publisher. Which I'm, yeah. I'm friends with. You know, a lot yeah. of guys. You know, the people who run it. Bob. People who, yeah, Bob Sally. Uh, you know, Travis McIntyre. Yep. Those guys, Casey Pierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are my guys. Yeah. So guys. I want to know what you did for them because I I don't honestly know. And I was like, oh man, he worked he worked with my friends, and I have no idea. Yeah. It's it, it just kind of happened out the blue. Um, wow, usually a lot of stuff lately and now just happening out the blue, which is a good thing. But, you know, um, me and Bob been talking for a long time on Facebook, but you know how Facebook, that's the reason why we use it, minus the Russian bots. Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking to Bob, <laughs> and me and Bob chopping it out. I told him I wanted to do the Salvagers when they were on um, Volume 1. But they already had an artist, a penciler, and I'm not in the business. I do clean business. I don't cut throats to get my work. So I let them do they run. Uh, we didn't get together um, in doing that. I just started working for Blue Juice Comics and all these other companies in between that. This has been a year ago. So I come last year, and at the end of last year, you know, I just get frustrated. Um, that's what a lot of breakthroughs happen out of frustration. Right. I say, Bob, <laughs> dude, you, what was good? You know what I mean? Like, what's, what's good with the salvagers? You know what I mean? And he goes, well, because I seen my man Odelso Corona, Marvel and everything like that, did something for him. I was like, well, if he worked with Odelso, I know he'll work with me. I'm sure I'm not giving too much of the story it's to lose my job. But, but <laughs> and so, uh, and so, um, chopping it up with him on there, he was like, yeah, Barry, just shoot. So, you know, we worked out, page break, blah, 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 blah. And I did a pinup of the salvagers that you can possibly, you will see on my Facebook page if you scroll through the, uh, the portraits that go on the top of your face. Whatever that I'm, I'm so old school, but I'm, like, <laughs> I'm computer savvy. Trust me. But um, I did that pinup, and I got my man Matt Northbrook to color it. Just a good opportunity because th- last year I was just hitting him in the head, y'all, with all pinups, just trying to dominate the indie market mm-hmm. um, on purposefully. Um, it's, this is my my uh, mission statement to have my name all around indie comics, so that way I can lead by example and show people that indie comics are supposed to look as good as the mainstream. So there is no difference anymore. And so uh, he let me do the pinup, you know, got my squirrel got paid and uh, he put it in volume two. So when you open a compa- the 
the trade of volume two of, of salvagers, you'll see good old Barry McLean's artwork right there on the credit part. So that's just a little even, even in the door, you know, you know, beautiful. I it love it. But we're, I'm not giving too much away. I'm going to be doing the one shot with them. So y'all get ready. Oh, we're ready. I, I'm going to go ask Travis now and be like, you got to tell me. Travis, 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 what are you doing? I ain't gonna tell y'all what it is. Y'all gonna be happy though. (laughs) That's what I like. That's what I like to hear. And I know, y'all are. I know that you've been uh, working on some other stuff, and you have uh, a book coming out. Or this is it already out? Cue ball. Yeah, it's actually shipping this month. Um, Issue one, we kickstarted it. Me and Mike Barron, the legendary Mike Barron, and he's just amazing. He's He's like that drunk uncle you got that like lets you see the porn max and be like, don't tell your mom. He's like that <laughs> cool guy. And, and Mike Barry, you know, he's a legend. And he did everything from the Badger, Nexus. He wrote for Mr. T, Bruce Lee. Um, but all that stuff kind of shines through in this book. It's a, a martial arts book through and through. Um, and again, I just, I, I was, I mean, it's funded. It's about to come out. I mean, that was a big thing for me to let me know I'm going the right direction in my career. Because I kind of got tired of uh, black characters with the name black in it and just um, or retrofitted from the hood or retrofitted from Africa. And I got pretty much tired of it. Like, OK, we black. I'm black. We get it. Get, we get it. it. I ain't got to shove it down your face and <laughs> your throat. So, I mean, I wanted to purposefully have people interested in the character instead of uh, the fact that he's black. He just happened to be black. So we just I wanted a regular American male um a guy that serves um studies martial arts those two things demand action i mean if y'all like throwbacks from american ninja it's uh, all the way back to uh even predator we were just talking about it it has that type of feel to that book that aspect to it and um mike Barron let me design the character i mean this is how far i wanted to go guys to prove a point um uh, when we're doing the character design Barron goes Hey, uh, having baggy clothes and a hoodie on, I'm go, no, we got that already. We got Luke Cage. And then um, he, you know, we both said mandate, no cakes and cows. And we were like, hell no, none of that. So the motif is the stick. He um, fights with a, a full stick. He can break it down to three. Fights with a skinny sticks. Um, Kali Eskrama's his style. Um, uses darts. His toothpick is a motif like Indiana Jones has his hat. And... Um, as well, I put a scar on his eye. Just play on the stick thing. He's obsessed with sticks. And Cali Eskadema is a cool style. If you guys like Nightwing, you guys like, you know what I mean? He's got that type of vibe to him a little bit. But I play him how I draw him. I draw him like, I play him like Batman. So I play up on the, the agility ninja aspect kind of on him. But it's just a beautiful thing doing it with this guy. The book ships this month. We're going to be going on a brick and mortar tour, which... I advocate everybody start doing. We got it's in order to take this back from the con circuit and make them respect us. Give your attention and your light to the brick and mortar where it's be- definitely needed. I, I love and that's that. What we're going to be doing. I, you know, that's what we're going to be doing. So. That's amazing. Hopefully, you guys make it to Michigan or somewhere near because me and oh, Meg will yeah, come we're going to be guys. traveling, dude. Um, definitely with um, when I finish that one shot and stuff, I'm definitely coming out there, dude. Like it's not even a question, dude. Ow. Like it's it's just, it's not even a question. I, I just have so, to tell you, yeah. uh, Megan is over here falling in love with you right now. Just like, <laughs> oh, thank you, Ron. It's okay. Like, but for <laughs> real though, like she, if I she have that starts, all the geeks, but you know, she might be creeping your Facebook for other things other than. <laughs> 
crazy. She, she's sitting over here but, looking at me all yeah, doe-eyed. I mean, I, honestly, though, guys, it's just a beautiful thing to be working with Baron. You know, like, I didn't... I'm the, I, I'm the type of guy. Like, when I was younger, I wanted this very bad. And um, my mom was the proto-geek chick. She um, had the Fangoria magazine. She used to get it from 7-Eleven all the time. Uh, she um, introduced me to Run Run Shaw Flicks and Sunday, mor- Sunday mornings and do the martial arts. She can sing her ass off. She can draw her ass off. She was just oozing creativity. She was a cosmetology. And um, that kind of stuck with me, the, the, the openness of the mind my mom always had. Um, taught me how to draw women right. You know, I was just getting trained all my life to draw, you know, and Sometimes people say it's not it's in the blood. It's absolutely in the blood. Some people got it, some people don't, but it's all on how bad you want to harness that energy, you know. Absolutely. It, it can be in your yeah. blood, but if you don't execute or practice, then you're never, you know, going to get great at it. So you keep doing, Indeed. you keep learning, you keep growing. That's exactly. how you do it. Indeed. Always. And if you guys follow me, man, I'm all about the growth. I, I, I and That's pretty much like my, my mantra because I'm tired of guys and girls, you get in, you get in, and you, you get a book. I mean, let's just say you finally get into to the big two, whatever the hell. It's probably five or six now. And then you, you get in with those companies, and you get stuck in the same style. And I just hate when I see that with artists. I'm not naming no names because I ain't because those are my brothers and sisters. But they know who they are. They still draw the same as they did years ago on every book. You can have your own style, but you have to morph with the script. The script dictates the way you flow. Exactly. And um, every every time, like Q-Ball, when y'all look at Q-Ball, look at Canada Jack, look at all these other books, you know, everything is different. Even the new one I'm doing with Justin Gray, you know, that that has a different flow to it. Uh, so, animals. Yeah, I'll say that's Billy know. the Kit. And I saw uh, some of the, I think it was, I don't know if it was a pinup or if it was cover art. I believe it was cover art that was on your Facebook page. Uh, for Billy the Kid. Yeah, man. Oh, God. It's like, um, I, I, I'm trying not to geek it out hard with, with you guys right now. I'm really trying really hard. Dude, please, I'm by all means, let loose. <laughs> let loose, baby. Let loose. <laughs> let it all out. I mean, I'm mean, on the verge of tears all the time because these guys, I mean, I grew up reading these guys. You know, I, I wanted this. I come from Trenton, New Jersey. It's not a lot of places you can get art supplies and shit. And not a lot of places you can get um, um, access to the creators because they all in New York. I'm in Trenton, New Jersey, like one of the 13 original colonies of America, red brick and mortar everywhere in green trees and factories <laughs> and stuff. Right, so right. it's like, I don't have that, you know? And so my mom and them and my uncle and everything, my father, they kind of fed me this storytelling aspect after um, Hansel and Gretel stories, you get old with that. The Emperor Has No Clothes, those stories are all done. What else are you going to tell? My mom was a Marvel girl. This is after, like, the nuclear age, born in the 60s. So, of course, you see this stuff, the Marvel stuff, it just gets her goat. So what what's she going to do? Tell it to the kids. Tell it to her boy, who's bored, who gets bored very easily. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, I do. I think that's probably why I do so many books, but... um. She taught me that, and that kind of fueled me. And then um, my cousin Mercer, he fed me the language of comics and showed me my first comic book, really, and um, let me look at his collection. Then I started knowing the numbers and the different names of the writers and the artists. And it just kind of got from there just infectious. And my mom taught me, actually, the first character I ever drew was Spider-Man. She taught me how to draw it in the dirt. She goes, 
you do an upside down egg, honey, and then you do two little lemons on the side. You do line, 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 and hump, hump, hump. There you go, Spider Man. I'm like, oh, oh you're genius. <laughs> oh, she's just genius. So, that is genius. Again, it's like the feminine hand. It's like, I, again, that the nuance of line. I absolutely got that from my mom. You know what I mean? Absolutely got that from my mom. Thank you, mom. Thank you. you. Yeah, thanks, mom. You're an amazing woman. She's like, she, she, she knows. And I got to this point with these guys stalking Justin Gray, stalking on LinkedIn, um, just, you know, just being nice, getting feedback from Justin. I'm I'm fast forwarding a lot in my story, but um, to get to Billy the Kid, the juice, is that um, he, he, DC canceled All-Star Western, he worked on Hellboy and stuff like that, but I think they canceled. I think um, maybe I'm telling the story wrong. They canceled uh, Jonah Hex on the New Fifty Two run, and they were just. If you remember, guys, when New Fifty Two started, I'm not shaming anybody, but I like to keep it real. Um, they were canceling mass stuff out the blue. They'll put something out, then let it go. Like yep. they did the same thing with my man Mark Bernardin. They uh, with the Static Shock run, they brought it out and just took it away from him when he would have killed that run. And, you know, they're just like, if it's not hitting now, we're going to take it away. That's why there's no quality in that. And so they, they do it a, a good boy wrong. And so what's, what's, who's left? You go back to the indie realm. He had one that's not kind of unsuccessful, but this, this one is going to be the bee's knees. Because not only because he's smart and he's working with me, but it's the fact that it's a novel idea. Nobody has this book. You don't see this book anywhere. You sound like Sabio Jumbo. It's so not that. It's got an adult theme to it, and it's fun. It's, it gives. I can get my Disney Warner Brothers off, you know, while I'm still getting my rocks off on cue ball and get my comedy chops off with Canada Jack. It's just I'm, I'm in a perfect position. And Justin, he's a great guy to work with. I mean, he's from the Palomiati family kind of guys that came up, mm-hmm. and. uh I'm also going to be having um, some covers on there when we launch because we're dropping the, the uh, Ashcan this from next month. So I got two back-to-back big projects coming out back-to-back just to hit them in the head. So, you know, that's how you do it. They're like, damn, man, it seems like you're doing a lot of work. But you're like, yeah, I've been doing a lot of work. So it's now just coming out. And um, we got Amanda Connor on a cover just to drop a little names and stuff. Oh, you know? heck yeah. You so got, you got that, to drop that, names and support your team. Dope. I'm yes. like, what, Amanda Connor? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a friend of the family, though. Um, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda know me. Like, her, um, um, Peter Palmiotti, um, Jimmy's brother is my inker and all that. You know I mean? We did projects together and whatnot with my man Ryan Schrott and other Kickstarters. And Pete, you know, he's my man, 50 grand and that kind of got me into Jimmy and them good graces. It's just, it's just all good, man. It's like, I can't believe it though. I just can't believe it that I'm working with that dude. It's, it's so fun. Well, it, it's, it's so nice. It, it sounds like you're really persistent though. And that's, I, that's very key because, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, you really like somebody's work and, you know, oh, it'd be great to work with that person, but you, you were persistent. Yeah. Yes. And that's what it takes. Oh, God, God uh, it is. Sometimes it can be bad how persistent I am. I don't, I'm not, I'm not yeah, looking at like, yeah. um, <laughs> At the same time, I'm not looking but, out the window. I'm not looking out the window. But if I want something, I'll get it because I don't stop until I get it. And I'm, I'm all. I have my mom always said my son's like that. Like, like, and 
it, it's just something in me that if I know I can do more good than bad, I'll fight for it. And I'm always all about doing more good for this industry. I'm trying to build this industry back up. And um, we got to go from the ground up, guys. It's the only way we're going to do this. It's the only way. So a lot of people saying it, screaming it, harping it. Y'all made Barry McLean. He's actually doing it. And that's the only way you can do it is by leading by example, finishing your projects, being nice, being cordial, um, and keeping this all inclusive. Because this is the only group we have, guys. I just want y'all to know that we don't have no segregation we don't have any none of that bullshit and everything else society is worried about not in the creator realm Amen. Where we Absolutely. Loose, we're all together, Dude, like you know? that is oh, that is important. the truth yeah that is the truth and and that's what i love mm-hmm. about you know being an indie creator is that like we're trying to represent like the entire world not just a certain view of mm-hmm. it, exactly but the entire exactly. world through comic books mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and i i love to see uh you know just the the difference yes that there is between yeah. indie comics yeah. and you know the mainstream be, like the big yeah. two what might be you, you know can. It, you can clearly. honestly though can the clearly. amount the amount of heart and soul that I see into these indie comics because okay growing up yeah you had all you had was like the big the big two at the time uh, X Men yeah you know but growing up or now being an adult and and ever since actually getting into like the indie comic scene I ha- yeah. you don't see the amount of blood sweat and tears that these tears. people it's just like put raw into energy. this like, exactly it's that feeling that we used to get when we used to look at the uh, Marvel bullpen like the the uh, the little soapbox Marvel soapbox Amen I get the excitement like oh my god they're in there like what's going on like it's here <laughs> it's, it's literally here so yeah. I'm just trying to tap into that. No, you know, yeah. I'm, seeing like seeing watching Stephanie grow from, you know, from the first day I met her and now she's yeah. doing her thing, the thing that she's been wanting to do forever. And then meeting other yeah. people who are who have been or who are in the but, same shoes that she's in. Honestly, I've yeah, it's never been about like five years. She's been doing her thing. I've been um hawking her for like five years. She's been going up and up and up and up and up. And, and, and I honestly, I re- I have mad respect for the indie comic scene. You guys, I swear are like, appreciate that. You, you guys, really you're the heart and soul it. of comics. I believe because we I've watched so many it. people like Eric Eric has put so much soul into his comics. Um, yeah. I, I've never, you, I mean, honestly, indie comics are the way to go. You guys. It's the future. It is the future. It and is. I do want to say something to that because I've been harping this. If you guys look at my feed and then I do this little hashtag for color Politico. And then you click on that hashtag and then you see the stuff that I, when you have your little soapbox moment, you know, and the the thing I'm harping the most for everyone, I want everybody to remember, is that um, Hollywood has no ideas. You know, the big two have no ideas. The stuff that they have are tried and true. So right. you can just you can rip it up, tear it up, blow it up, put it back together. People still gonna buy the shit. But when it comes to after that, when the after effect, everybody gets bored with it. It's the masses we talking about. People, they they only give what we put in front of them. Once they tie to the cape and cow, what else do they, are they going to have? They can't go to the screenwriter to do a new movie. They got to go to the comic book writer to go. Because so, we come up with like eight ideas a day. Like it's, it's our job, you know, and 
we're a bevy of ideas. We we got look at all the different stories we make. We got a hit for every week. <laughs> so this is where we're at. So Jim Lee comes. His name. This is a real cute story, but made me laugh uh, because I've been harping that we got to take this back from the cons because the cons are basically they're getting a little too atrophied with the actors and it's not becoming. It's not being the the hub of creativity in terms of it's a, it's a big it's a big um jobs fair that's what you got to look at the con it's a big jobs fair if you're a working professional you're trying to get in it's a jobs fair so you get to the jobs fair hey man i'm trying to be an anchor i'm trying to be a colorist i'm trying to be a penciler i'm trying to be an editor i'm trying to be a writer you go there and then you see steve gutenberg over there like what's steve gutenberg doing over here i don't want to be an actor so it's not and you got steve gutenberg over there then you got um John Cusack over there, who actually does a book, but doesn't even have his book on the table. He's taking $70 for a picture when that $70 could have been over to the artist sitting over there working so hard. He's probably got the top, he or she probably got the top run on Ninja Turtles. And nobody's paying attention to them. Right. Because they're paying attention to Stephen Amell. No hating on him. He's a nice guy. But they're paying attention to Stephen Amell, who played Casey Jones on Ninja Turtles and kept his mask off the whole time. It's, it's, it's all twisted. We're getting to a point, guys, where image was in the 90s, where the game starts cannibalizing itself. We cannibalize ourselves when it comes to the overprinting and, and everything like that. It happened that way. But now it's happening because Hollywood, look at us as a shantytown, first of all. Us mm-hmm. comic book people, they look at us like shantytown. They're like, oh, you're a bunch of fucking comic book dudes on The Simpsons. That's how they look at us. <laughs> and so when they get here, they don't have any respect, really. Not really. Because they demand, like, high-budgeted... Anymore. I want all green M&M's aspect to it. And then the people that want a table, we have to pay a over amount of pricing for the table because yeah. we're actually paying for the stars table. Yeah, exactly. You know what exactly. That's what happened to the New York con, Wizard con. You know what I mean? The Shameless Boys got in trouble with that because they were hustling people's stuff. They were hustling the artist's stuff. Um, after the fact that they were... <laughs> They were giving it all to the stars, all the dreads to the stars, but they were taken from the artists and selling people's artwork for astronomical amounts of money, pocketing the money. You don't do that. Seamus Brothers, I love you because of Wizard Magazine, but I'm just saying, that's dirty business. You don't do that. That's what's happening now. So this is how, this is how we, we, we stop that, guys. This is how we stop it. We so- take it back. We take all our shit back. We go to the brick and mortar. We start doing like cons in a hole in the wall in somebody's garage. We don't give a fuck at the VFW. We started bringing it back to that grassroots level. So that way, you're like, damn, we're all creators, man. Like, damn, man, we ain't got nobody drawing over here. Yeah. Like, it, you make them want it again. Make them appreciate it again because they don't appreciate this anymore. They don't. It's over. But they want to. It made me laugh when the Denver Comic Con, I'm going to be a guest there, guys. They said, we want more artists here. Denver? Because there's been a lack of. Yeah, in Denver. So come, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be presenting Billy the Kid, Canada Jack, um, number four, and Cue Ball. I'm going to have and numerous other books I do with Kevin Smith, Blue Juice Comics, and all that stuff. Okay, that's but, cool. But it's just silly why we got to have this. But everybody's being quiet. Barry McClain's not going to be quiet. Barry's going to do something about it. So you know, just be prepared for this movement to happen. And if anyone's listening, I need you to do the same thing because those people at the cons ain't going to do nothing for you. See, but that's why we like to keep it, at least here, this is why we like to keep it, we like to keep it local. Yeah. I mean, our local, 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 like all politics is local. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, keep to, mm-hmm. at least here. Uh, I know that we have a lot of Comic Cons, at least here in Michigan. A lot of people are getting into the Comic Cons. And I know Motor yeah. City Comic Con is a big one for us. The Artist Alley is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, going there yes. and seeing the, again, uh, seeing the amount of people that go in there just to sell their artwork. I'm all about supporting yeah. our local artists. By all means, it's the only way we're mm-hmm. going to push each other and, and, and you know, get somewhere in the world. Yeah. Um, well, no, I mean, we had that, com- we had this conversation at Astronomicon where, you know, okay, somebody will go drop. And, and this is what you were just saying, man, you know, somebody will go drop right. $60 to get a picture signed by Lou Ferrigno, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because and of a the guy that draws a hawk over there. He can't even get $10 for the book. Right. Yeah. No sketch. Yeah. Sad. It's sad. He's got a killer run on hawk too. Let me put that for a sugar to shit. Cause it's just sad that we're, we're at this moment, but we can absolutely take it back. But we can. That and brings me to this point because we got to realize as indie artists, I'm, I'll be kicking ass, guys. I'll be kicking their ass. I, honestly, I honestly, too, it's not uh, just you guys as indie artists. It's us yeah. as the community. We have to realize, yeah. like, as a whole, yes, the the big two or whatever you have out there, it's not just yeah. about them. You have amazing right amazing uh, uh, local artists. artists. Talent, uh, yes, yeah. and talent I'm, that I'm are here. At this point, though, we have a and, responsibility too, sis, as, yes. w- as the local artists. Yes. We have a responsibility to grow. Because yes. uh, what pisses me off is that I go to these cons and then I go look at the artist alley and then I see the he or she with a book and I look through the book and then I see I see Cavilla kind of good. I'm going to just look at it. You know what I mean? That's what we do. We look at each other's work. We trade work. And so I'm looking at the book, and then I go to next year. And then I see him still doing the same stupid little tricks, not growing at all in their art. But they get mad and upset because nobody buying the shit. Yes. Nobody ain't going to buy no whack shit. So why don't you <laughs> Amen. Amen. Nobody's not. Come on, come on. Let's I know. Honest, guys. No, I'm right behind you on this. I am right behind you on this. But us as as your community, I've been. Um, mm. I went to. Um, oh my gosh, Gen Con for my first time going mm. at Gen Con. Mm. And don't get don't get me wrong. I you, when you go to cons, at least for me, I have a set amount of money that I'm going to spend at Gen Con mm. because mm-hmm. I know if I were to just swipe my card every time I said, ooh, I like this, this looks good, I would go right. fucking broke. broke Negative bank so, account. Yes. So, <laughs> but don't get me wrong. There. It's quality yes. out there, like IE Space Goat, but it's quality out there. It's absolutely, and those are the people like Black Box is doing um good quality work. Space Ghost doing um Source Points doing quality work. Um, Blue Juice is doing quality work. Um, they go. I got I got a whole. Well, most of the companies I be working for do quality work, but all indie, the biggest name company I work for is Valiant. They do quality work, but they're still considered kind of indie though. So and so you gotta. You got to morph it. You got to make sure the juice is worth the squeeze, especially if you ask for five hours for a book. You know what I mean? Well, so but here's the, here's the flip side of that equation. As as a guy who wanders around cons all the time with dollars yeah. to dollars to spend on stuff, I think here's part of the mm-hmm. challenge. Like, so I think a lot of people, um, and I'm in the IT industry, so very stereotypically, mm-hmm. you know, uh, very withdrawn. You know, geeks tend to be very withdrawn, no social yeah. skills, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. A lot Absolutely. of artists, a lot of artists have that same yes. mentality. There is nothing mm-hmm. worse to me 
than when I'm standing at a like if I stop at a booth and I'm like, holy shit, that stuff looks amazing. And whoever it is and behind the table hand the phone. and or or has or or they're like they they don't look they're up scared. It, it, honestly, Dejected. I've done that too. I've been I've I been to uh, I think it was Motor City. There was a really um, and, and I'm surprised it even got as much as I I got out of her. But I came up to right. her. Me again, coming from an artist background or just somebody who has right. who, who just I have a lot of creativity, but I just don't put it into yeah. work. But I understand but as an person. empath, you got to be a people. Yes, person. as a people person, but even as an empath, me personally, I go up to her and I'm mm-hmm. asking her. I'm like, okay, your work is absolutely fucking stunning. Like it, it rips right. my heart. I I love everything you have to offer. What is like right. what what got you into this? Like Thanks. I try, yeah. <laughs> And that's what I get. <laughs> they act all dejected. But, but I'm they looking. I mean, they act all prima donna. I don't like that. They, not, they, this is the artists need to get their head out their phone, start acting like the people supposed to, to come me, to them because they shit look hot. Hold on, you but it's not just remember. that too. It's not yeah. just the, that act your like art looks like amazing. Yeah, you know your art looks good, but I think uh, like uh, what? Oh God, I can't even. Lost oh, God, it. Yeah, I, I lost it. No, but that. but it's like you were saying. It's more along the lines of a lot of these people, yes, they – I mean when you create art, you yourself are your own worst critic. Them having a booth, some of these people, it's not that they think that their shit doesn't stink. It's the fact that they, they, don't, they don't think, think – hold they on. don't stink. I'm sorry. A lot of, I'm in there behind the other side of the booth and I did it to somebody before. I ain't going to say his name, but he's a pro and he's over there looking at me next to Mike Barron. And I'm over here talking, wheeling, dealing. I always upsell people because they always like my conversation. See, look, hold- look at look at how we fell in the conversation just now. This is me at a booth. Yeah. What you get now is me at a booth. Uh, yeah. Literally. But, okay. Okay. It's, let's it's, just say this. They want to buy more because they like to do But this is from personal experience, at least from when I've gone to cons. Even Stephanie mm-hmm. I, and I love Steph- Stephanie. I love you. I know. But I already when I know first, it's coming. <laughs> but when we first started going to cons together, <laughs> Stephanie, yep. Stephanie, no, but Stephanie herself, it was like, hey, this is my book. Um, you know, it, it, buy it. No, I would never even no, say no, buy it. No. It would just be like, hey. hey, this is my book. This is my art. This is my work. I wrote and then, it. Then I would be there uh, again. As much yeah. as a, um, as much as I am very social, I still am sometimes mm-hmm. socially awkward and retarded. Meg's like, my hype woman, but right. I she's there my hype woman. I swear to God, right, there guys, were times I got, a, I, got I, I got the surefire. I'm gonna show you all my pitch. This is how I be coming off with three thousand dollars at the con. Check it. When somebody walked by, when the kids walk by, you always look for the little kids. Those are the of ones course. you want. Even if you do adult books. Even if you do adult books, you just do a little quick sketch. So you go over to them. You see them walk by. Say, hey, how you guys doing? You wave all big. And then the kid will come over because you got comics, of course. So you go, what's your favorite superhero? And then you'll be like, mm-hmm, blah, blah. and then you just little, do a little sketch. Next thing you know, you got the parents in the pocket. Then you start talking to the parents. And then, boom, you get to sell off the kids. This is how you get the adults. Somebody look, right? And they walk by and they walk by because, you know, people do tours that are kind of like they walk by your table at least three or four times. Yes, uh, that's me. Yep. That's me. Yeah, you're serious. And then yes. when you see them, you just go like this. You always have a portfolio out just for them to look. Exactly. Not to buy, just to look. Yes. So be like, oh, you can look through the work. It won't bite. And I swear to you guys, every time I say that, just to let them know I really don't care about the sale. 
they're liable to come back because they know I'm busy. I'm exactly. always busy. Exactly. If you ain't busy, they ain't coming. I, and I agree. But at the same time, going back to what we were talking about before, like Stephanie, right. um, as, as much as a social awkwardness as we both have, it was more <laughs> along the lines of, I don't want to say tell. that Stephanie said, you you really can't, honestly. I, podcasting but because she's and not selling just, Because she's not in front of a I whole bunch tell, of people. Guys. Two um, different things. <laughs> but I go up there and I'm like, you know, Stephanie's like, hey, this is my book. And I'm like, hey, guys. What's up? How are you doing today? You doing good? Yes. Yeah? So I was like, so here's our book, you know. But you sound no. like Shantytown. That sharecropping. people. You Not- can't do that because it seems like desperation. <laughs> and, but, you know what I'm saying? But hold on. But there's a, but there's a difference. Like, oh, oh. But like a to me, no, and, and I get it. But there's a difference between being um, being insecure about your own work and then being confident about your work and willing to sell it. That's the point that Indeed. I'm uh, that I mean, at least in it's the local, the local uh, Comic Cons that I see. And I see a lot of it because yeah. I try engaging people of, yeah, about true. it. And they're a lot very of a lot of artists do that. And, and, and that's I mean, and again, that's just what I see here in Michigan or here in Ohio. No, it's true. Oh, sis, it's true. It's, it's like that everywhere. Like, all cons are the same everywhere. And you got to remember, the fans are dejected anyway. The fans are scared to talk. They're already yes, they socially are. awkward. Yes, so you got to break them out. Yes. You got to break them out. Yes, out you of do. Their shell. Yes, you do. 100%. Talk to people. They, they, they're coming in here looking like Link and shit. Legend <laughs> of Zelda. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they don't, they're not that I think open it's, about I themselves. think it's this more the along the lines. Free, so make them feel at home. For people, know? I think Agreed. it's more along the lines of, I... I do work. I'm creative in what I do. I'm cre- I make art. I make beautiful um, pieces of, of of literature for people to read. But I personally yeah. cannot get you engaged. And I think that's what a lot of creators, or at least some creators, are are. All you gotta do is ask about their day. All you gotta do is ask about their day again. Yes, it's one hundred percent. Ask about the day. How the day going? Yep. How's your day going? Yep. You How are you? Is everything good? Just bullshit. Yeah, I'm telling you. No, yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, 100. percent I agree 100 percent with you. (laughs) Uh, I'm saying like all my fans. I'm not telling. I'm just y'all. All my fans know. Everybody over here. Everybody who follow me. It's okay. No, that's how I am. That's why they follow me so much because they know I'm just a regular dude. What they get on air right now is exactly who they know. Barry, one day we'll meet. And I swear to God, no, we'll no, go it's, it's okay. It's going to happen. It's, it's okay. Awesome. I got you. We're going to have the longest discussion about nothing. And, and we're just like going to look at each other like, oh, yes. God, yeah. yes. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be amazing. It's okay. But, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, man. I on, need, a lighter, on a lighter note. We need to interrupt because you did say that you wanted to talk about Black Panther. And yes. We held our Black Panther discussion. Oh, yeah. oh we did. For you. Oh, God, yes. Like, oh, we were God, about to movie. wreck that shit, like, in a good way earlier, but we said, no, we have to wait. We have to wait for Barry. We have to wait for Barry. So. Dude, thank you, guys. Thank you for waiting for me to geek out over this. All right. So. Okay. Initial... May I begin, please? Okay. <laughs> May I begin? Please <laughs> begin. You you can begin. I want to know your initial reaction to actually seeing the film because there was a lot of buildup. There was a lot of buildup. It looked beautiful. It sounded mm-hmm. beautiful. the The story is mm-hmm. beautiful. Okay, but then you get mm-hmm. in there. What What were your first initial thoughts and feelings when you started watching the film? Because I come in it just like you guys as a comic book head. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I come in it, like, for everything I know about Black Panther. 
and I know fairly a lot, you know, because he's like kind of one of my favorite characters. Not my favorite, but he's kind of like one of my favorite characters. I agree. Um, to be to to be honest with you guys, I always thought he was a little too pandery with the black shit. But then I was like, oh shit, it's Black Panther. There's no other really black ones set unless it's like Black Lightning Amen. stuff. Just me coming up. And again, guys, I'm 37 years old. You know what I mean? And so I changed You're not every 37 year. years you old. You know how old Barry McClain is. He changed every year, April 14th. April so, 14th? And then um, it, I basically looked at it. I came in. I, I was like, I'm going to be pissed at this movie if it does one thing. Pander. And it did not do it in one shape, one sensitive form. I look at the um, I, I, what Wakanda is basically I had built up in my head all my life. Just like I always had Asgard. I, I pissed on mm-hmm. myself when I seen Asgard. <laughs> just like I pissed on myself when I seen Wakanda. It, it gave me that that Neverland feeling. Yes. And, um, it was just so beautiful. It yes. was just beautiful. It was beautifully done. And this is how one, this is one thing about quote unquote black creators. That, I mean, we're all creators here. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of the black sci-fi club and all that shit. I'm tired of all that tired of it just stop it it's segregating everything amen it's, it's sci-fi sci-fi is sci-fi it's all about putting amen. the most random person in the situation yes that's what makes it good Ow! you know it's no it, it, that's just period and so when i go into the movie i'm waiting for one fucking thing I'm, i didn't see it i'm trying to pull calls but i couldn't not by far the perfect movie but it's perfect for what it needed to do yes so i i look when he went through the when he Spoilers, guys, um, who didn't see the movie yet. <laughs> if, if, if you, have, hold on, if you have not seen the movie, which came out almost at the know, beginning of Black History Month, shit, I'm going to need you to get it's your beautiful. shit straight and see it now. It, okay, it's been about two weeks. Now, it came out the 16th. It's that good, dude. I'm not it's, even doing no, it, it is, yes. I'm not even saying it, man. Get your shit straight. Because I draw comics, dude, because like, I hate <laughs> everything. I just want to let y'all know. I hate everything. I, hate everything. I love you. <laughs> so I hate everything, man. I really do. I'm like, they don't know if I'm left or right. I'm just so centered. They just scared of me. So I'm I'm looking at the movie, and then I'll go, oh my god, the the Afrocentricity was just so well done. They, yes. they didn't even play on regular tribes. They made the tribes up. Yes, they, they nailed they nailed Christopher Priest in Reggie Hudlin's run. In three act structure narrative in the movie, I go get out of here. Even with the Umbaku, Umbaku's supposed to be a whole story arc, but yes. they they set it up so he could be a villain for the next movie. I know. See I'm like, work. oh god, I'm geeking out. My nipple's so hard right now. Oh, <laughs> that dude, is that's oh, how you know. That's how you god. know. Yes. When your nips I'm get sorry. hard, yes. I'll ask for it. You got it, man. And um, it, it, was, it was beautifully done, beginning to end. The yes. only thing I really didn't like about it, I, I told y'all, my overall, um, I love it. Perfect, beautiful, everything perfect. Yeah. But Wait, hold on. Go only say thing that I one more. Did not like about it is because I don't know if I'll get stoned for this, but they didn't play up <laughs> the importance of the Black Panther. He just was like, okay, I'm about to be king. I got to fight. Okay, yeah, I'm king. Go through this I'm going to take my oh, powers okay, away. Well, I'm going to give them back. fucked up in the past. Yeah. I was like, it, they didn't make him important as they did Killmonger. Killmonger was uh, more important than he was. And I was like, damn. Even, I mean, so, for me, even Killmonger, it was, it, was, like, it was more depressing because they could have done, and not to, I'm telling you, they did a wonderful job, but there's so much more to Killmonger than just one movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, I felt like he yeah, was flat. Yeah, but if y'all read the book, if y'all ever look at Killmonger in the comic, because he is derivative of the comic. He yes. does. He um, gets locked away. 
but they didn't. This is the thing I hate about comic book movies. Stop killing off the villains. Yes. Lock them up. Yes. Take out the Wrath. Don't we got Wrath in the negative zone in Marvel? Don't we got the Wrath in the negative zone? I mean, those two things, you can just lock them away forever. Yes. But whatever, dude. I don't care. I'm I'm just, I make too much sense. That's why I don't work in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, I agree. uh, You know, um, but again, it was a deep sentiment. Definitely when he said, I'd rather just bear me at sea because like my ancestors, I'd rather jump off instead of be servitude all my life. Amen. And so, and that was, that was cool. That was pretty metal. Yes. And I was like, damn, I like that. So, but again, they miss, they dropped the ball. Black Panther was dope, great actor, everything, but everybody around him, even his little sister was more important than him. You know what I mean? She was absolutely adorable. Oh God, yes. Um she, she oh like oh, I got what's oh, her name? God, because adorable. I watched okay, Disney my, Princess. <laughs> right, Disney no, Princess, for yes. For real. real. Disney Princess, for sure. For sure. I watched um sure. the first time I witnessed um oh god, I can't even remember her name. Hold on, I'm gonna figure it out in like two seconds. But the first time I saw oh, her this, this was in Black oh, my god, Mirror. Gorgeous. I thought I, I oh, you're talking about Lupita Nyango? Mm-mm-mm. I swear, yes, I know dude. she is everybody's day now. I she worked to God. Moist, I don't even like gorgeous. saying the word, oh, but moist. I swear to God, Lupita. Oh, I would just. Dude, mm, I'm, dude, you know what? Dude, she's taking like, off oh, her headphones. She's, 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 she's done. Anyway, oh God, they just seeing all that. She's coming right there. Okay, all of his crushes on If at any point in time this woman ever says hello to me. I might just divorce my mm-hmm. husband and ask her to marry me. Mm-hmm. And I hope she says yes. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Okay. No, it's okay, guys. We all got a cabin in the woods. You guys will be all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're terrible. What I, are we doing? This is live air. Anyway, but yeah, it's it's beautiful. The way, the way they played the women up was like, damn, why could Hold I get on. this? I, I wanted this in Wonder Woman. This, but I this, Wonder Woman for what it was. This but, was oh, my God. Wonder Woman. This, okay. This was my Wonder for Woman. For me, hold on. Uh, again, for me, it wasn't in these women. They're not just sex objects. They or they're not, the They are fucking badass fucking Ash. military killer motherfuckers. I, these women, I swear to God, these are the type of women when I was younger, these are the type of women I wanted to be when I was a kid. Agreed. I wanted to be I mean, wait, wait, that wait, dominant. Dare I, say, dare, dare I say, I know when hell, um, when Saint Girl came out, you lost your shit because she was like, kind of like the precursor to the badass chick. Yes. It I'm is. telling you, Saint Girl blew my mind. It blew my mind. I always had a crush on a woman like that for the rest of my life. And that's, and that and me, that was like the type of woman you aspired to be. You didn't want to be yeah, held yeah. down by anybody. You didn't yep. want to. Still sexy, you, still sexy. Exactly. You'll beat a bitch ass. Like, come on. Exactly. Like I didn't get that from Wonder Woman. I wasn't even scared of them Amazonian women. I was not even scared. Hold on. I, I mean, don't like, get me wrong. The Amazonian women are are strong, and they're very yes, dependent. Yeah, women. They are strong. But yes. but yes. as a sense, as these, these oh god, these these women no power, are just. <laughs> I swear, yes, they're just naturally. And they the day. Oh. I love the writing in it, and, and it's kind of again I took from it um, them. I'm, I'm reading a lot into it because that movie is a lot to read into. Yes. Even when the um far, you know, y'all know um fucking um the asshole in the office is talking about building walls. They talking about building bridges uh-huh. in the movie, and that is another beautiful message they had in there. And then another beautiful message: the women saving the day. Yes. Don't you know um African American men? They usually 
Always Raised by Single Mother. Yes. That right there spoke a lot to me. I got both my parents in my life, but I see it is written see, on the wall, a great hidden message in there. Yeah, but Gorgeous. even for me, Gorgeous. my I mean, I, I'm I'm my mother is white and my father is black and my father dropped yeah. the ball on that one. That's all on him. But my mother, yeah. I tell you not even she might be as white as the motherfucking walls on this fucking building. I she is yeah, still to me. To me, um, she was still a strong, independent woman. And, I mean, mm-hmm. even her, she might be Hey, guys, hey, heartless. can I dare I say we got a good president for eight years out of that. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Single I love, mothers do their thing. Yeah, single so. mothers to me are the strongest or at least single mothers who actually raise their kids. Let me let me put that yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of single mothers yeah. that care less and about again, the babies. I got that out that movie. And I, that's what I'm saying. Don't ask me how, but I got that out that movie, sis. I got that out that movie. Women, I got a lot of different messages out there. A lot of, I'm telling you, I think this movie, I, I, a lot of people, it's I heard a, game a lot changer. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I heard a lot of people like, oh, I watched Black Panther. I just don't get why it's so fucking hyped up. I don't understand it. It's just another fucking no, movie. You, no, I was no, like, no. You got to track them some slack. No, you can't be that way, sis. Because then you become them. No. Don't become them. I'm, no, oh. because you got to understand they don't like Black Panther like that. That's not their favorite character. And I, and I understand that. I really do. Personally. But a lot of people that I was talking to that I were, you know, when yeah. we were having a conversation, they were like, I just don't understand why Black Panther is so big as it is or why this is the most anticipated movie. I, it's to me. Because are they comic book fans? That's the question. I hold on. Ask. Okay. So the one guy. Fan, they will understand. The one guy that I was talking to, he sounded like he was an okay, like he wasn't like diehard comic book fan, but he was he was a fan itself. He was a fan of comic books uh, or at least mm-hmm. comic book movies. But he was like, I was right. like, what you don't understand, yeah, sir, is that this. Yes, this is not the first black uh, uh, comic book hero uh, movie, but it's is centered around a black comic book uh, a hero who won. But the cast too. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, not even yeah. Women. The, the, I, mean, the, I mean, like the the ninety percent of yes. everybody. Yes, the set designers, women. Yes, ninety percent uh, of, of this director, movie was women who wrote Black Panther. By the way, and this is why this is a game changer. Black Panther's a game changer to me. I not because again, of fact all this black shit. No, the reason I, why it's a game changer is because it's the first time, besides Frank Miller, that the geeks took control. The person that wrote the book. Directed the movie. Mm-hmm. That is the that is the game changer. That's why the movie was so pure. That's why the movie was so good. You know, because it was the actual uh, actual creator with his hands. That's yes. why I said Kevin Smith is going to in the Batman movie, but they let him get the chance. Give my band a chance. Yeah. Not saying that because I work with him, but I'm just saying. <laughs> For me too, especially being. Um, uh, that one, I guess, the black sheep of the family, because most of my family they were into sports and all this other stuff. While meanwhile, I was into reading, writing, and you know, yeah. my imagination ran wild as a, a child. Um, yeah. But for me, this movie, right. it's it says a lot about yes, not only being. Um, Having that 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 hero that not only is, you can look up to him because he is a, a black superhero, but um, mm-hmm. it's it's just to me it's now you got little kids 
who are, who, who are at once my age. You have these yeah, little kids. Yeah, when you see that little white boy, you see are, a little white boy running down the street with the black pants. Exactly. Exactly. You get again. It didn't pander. That's that's what I'm saying. Exactly. This is something for everybody, regardless of if you're black, white, Mexican, Puerto Rican. Yes, is a big one up for for African Americans. Everybody on this black shit, but everybody keep forgetting that Jack Kirby, an Austrian, had made the character, designed the character because he felt bad because blacks weren't getting represented right in comic books back then. Amen. And it was a it was a Jewish guy, Stanley Lieberwitz, Stanley. Who said, okay, I'll publish that because they were always at the forefront and, and they can see the future. They seen the future. Mm-hmm. Just like I thought, as numerous artists like that, um, Neil Adams seen the future. He made um, John Stewart. He did, he did what I decided to do with cue ball. I didn't want nobody retrofitted from either social class. I just wanted an American dude. And then you got John Stewart, who's pretty much like the most badass black Green Lantern. So mm-hmm. again, you, when you're changing the, when you're changing, everything you got to be honest and you you got to be in the center you can't just be pandering just to the blacks and you can't be pandering to the, the whites you can't be pandering to the geeks when you're making these characters these are the new characters this is the new um zeus and the new monoliths and stuff that we're going to be having for the next hundred years hey so voice of studio that, uh we're we're running long and we got another show waiting <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh oh my god damn oh shit Barry. That's what happens when y'all fuck with me, man. <laughs> Nobody's fucking with anybody. We're having fun. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but business. <laughs> but business. <laughs> Shit. All right, Barry. This has been yeah. such a great interview, such a great show. Uh, where can people find you good, if they want to find you? Um, they, you guys can get me at buybluejuice.com. Uh, uh, you can get me, uh, you can get accelerators issue 1415. Um, I'm also inside of the, uh, I'm looking on myself right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> called uh, relativity. I'm in the, um, blue juice comics relativity. I got pinups and all those. Um, you can buy Q ball when it ships and stuff, contact, um, Mike Barron, i.e. Facebook or Twitter or anything like that until we get inside the, uh, diamond and everything like that, which is about to happen. Um, contact Travis Tomlin for Canada Jack. I pencil and ink that book as well. Uh, I'm looking at myself right now. Wildcard Chronicles. Yeah. I pencil and ink that book. It's on Burning Spear Comics. Go to burningspearcomics.com. Also pick up my work with Ron Fortier, um, the great who reinvented, uh, uh, Green Hornet and brought out Alex Ross, by the way. Um, I'm on Price for the Asking. You can get that on um, Redbus Studios on Amazon.com. Uh, what else? Uh, Billy the Kid's about to drop. Uh, you can get my Source Point Press work when um, um, Volume 2 of The Salvagers come out, um, i.e. Bob Sally. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, Brandon Easton. Uh, I do a book with Brandon Easton, too. It's called Armor Rodders, Shadowfront. Get that um, on um, MechaWorkshop.com. Awesome. And, uh, oh, man. I know I'm forgetting something else, y'all, but I, I do so much. It's all right. We can just contact you on Facebook. Yeah. That's cool. Speaking of, I did all add right. you, so I'm going to need that ad back so we can continue this conversation in full. Yeah. But for now. But for now. Absolutely. This is another episode of The Way Station. Right. Thank you so much, Barry, for coming on and talking all things comics Woo! and Black Panther. No, yeah. no, no doubt. No doubt, man. I'm happy, man. And again, I just want to tell these kids, no matter what they ever tell y'all, y'all want to get you where you want to go in this business? Burn that lead to your dad for a color demon straight up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. 
All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of The Way Station. We'll see you in two weeks on a Saturday. Doodles. Welcome to The Way Station. To ensure traveler safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The Way Station encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay and please come again.